Hello listeners, David Larkins here. Due to a truly hellacious scheduling conflict, David Schimpf and I were unable to sit down for a recording session in this last interim since our previous episode dropped, so there's going to be a slight delay in getting episode 13 out to you. In the meantime, I thought I would offer up the first of what will no doubt be many unabashed Unabashed gaming gaming editorials. editorials. That's right. Just a short little insight into a certain topic that I will ramble on about for a bit as a means of tidying you over, especially since we sort of left you hanging with the end of last episode, uh, planning to go into a part two of our overview of systems and genres. So today, our editorial will be focusing on actual play recordings. Now, I do run an actual play feed, so obviously I'm a little biased in their favor, but I discovered actual plays probably about, oh, I'd say eight years ago when I stumbled across the folks at yogsathoth.com putting up a recording of their playthrough of Masks of Nyarlathotep, which, if you don't know, is a sort of mega-adventure-slash-campaign for the Call of Cthulhu RPG. Uh, It was one that my own group had tried to venture a couple times in previous years, and had never gotten very far on, so I was particularly intrigued to hear another group play through it and see how things went. What I found to be most interesting, though, about listening to that um, actual play was that I was getting an insight not just into how another group was playing through a particular scenario, but how this other group played, period. Uh, When you think about it, unless you go to a lot of uh, game conventions or you uh, uh, frequent uh, gaming stores that have uh, other groups running games, Um, We don't often, as uh, gamers, get a chance to see how other people really play their games. Uh, We can read GM advice or player advice online or in books. Uh, We can um, uh, get some insight from what other people say about how their games run. But, uh, or even we can read uh, actual play threads on forums or blogs that people write up about their games. But these are all... um, these are all interpretations of the game sort of post game, right? So what was fascinating to me was with an actual play, you get sort of the raw experience of um, what happens when people are sitting at a table and, uh, you know, rolling dice. And one of the things that really surprised me actually is here we had a group that, that included the, you know, fellow who runs the sort of premier third party fan-based Call of Cthulhu RPG website and forums. So I figured, you know, this guy's probably a pretty hardcore Cthulhu player. And what kind of shocked me was that he and his group played Cthulhu a lot like how me and my group played it, which is to say there was a lot of laughter, uh, a lot of little side jokes, in jokes, um, a lot of snacking. Uh, In other words, they didn't take it too seriously. And that was something that, you know, when I was younger... Uh, me and my group, we always used to sort of berate ourselves about, you know, like, oh, we're not taking this seriously enough. Call of Cthulhu is a serious RPG. And certainly the uh, the goals, as we've discussed on this podcast before, of playing a horror game are uh, somewhat different from your sort of more conventional uh, action-adventure uh, style uh, RPGs. 
but um, you know that doesn't mean you can't crack up from time to time you can't you know make jokes or just be having <laughs> fun right so it was um, it was real eye-opener for me at the time and uh, I really enjoyed uh, listening to their masks uh, playthrough and then they did uh, horror on the Orient Express a little later and I listened to that and uh, obviously I was not the only one enjoying this because essentially what those recordings did was um, create a whole sort of subgenre of of the tabletop RPG hobby which is the recording and posting of actual plays um, it's grown over the last decade or so um, you know it's still a, a very small uh, part of the hobby uh, and will probably always remain so uh, but I just wanted to sort of give my uh, general thoughts on why um, I think they're worthwhile and I've touched on that already but just in a more uh, general sense you know with the actual play you do get a sense of how other people game so that's uh, very valuable in its own right especially if you're just starting out or if you don't have a lot of exposure to other gamers um, it can be very valuable um, two and this was sort of what initially attracted me it's a great way to sort of preview something that you yourself want to run you find an actual play of a campaign or an adventure that you've been wanting to run listening to that can be really invaluable because you know you can kind of hear how it plays out you know it's one thing to read a scenario or a campaign it's another thing to actually run it as you're well aware I'm sure um, it's also a great way to uh, if you're a GM hone your GMing skills uh, because you can listen to how other people run things and you know frankly you can be as judgmental as you want uh, you know I have no qualms about people listening to recordings of the games that I post and uh, thinking oh god I wouldn't have done it that way or you know hmm well that's interesting but uh, I wonder if it would have been more interesting to do it another way you know that sort of thing um, you can pick up you know in a more positive sense you can pick up uh, some cool GMing tricks um, you know you can kind of uh, listen to how people uh, integrate media into their games or um, even though you can't see handouts you can you know maybe get an appreciation for how handouts are used in play timing wise uh, you know in terms of how they go over with the players etc and then just you know methods of NPC characterization pacing things like that you know again things you can read about but uh, you know that when you actually hear being used in game can be uh, just as instructive uh, especially in a lot of ways that just simply reading about it uh, isn't going to do so yeah I'm a big fan of actual play uh, recordings you know especially you know if you have a job where you have a commute or where the work that you do allows you to listen to something on headphones uh, they're a great way to pass the time uh, in that sense as well uh, and I have had jobs like that and uh, continue to have jobs like that so um, you know if uh, if that's the case I would hardly recommend them just on that account uh, they're they're sort of like audiobooks in that sense they can be entertaining uh, in their own right something that I've uh, found to be interesting as well with actual plays as they've evolved is that um, the actual plays that I was first exposed to were more or less raw recordings uh, you know they were um, 
they edited out the small talk, the pre-session small talk. But you know, once the session got started, it pretty much they just let the recorder run. Um, I think you know sometimes you have uh, an actual play um, podcast that will try and keep it clean, so they'll edit out you know foul language or whatever. But you know, a lot of them just let the recorder run. Uh, Role playing public radio um, has a lot of actual plays up, and they're pretty much um, unedited raw recordings, you know, bad language and all. And, uh, but one thing that I've noticed that's happening, uh, more and more these days is that some people, really ambitious people, uh, are treating the, their recordings as, um, a chance to actually sort of shape, uh, the session into a bit of a radio drama. And so there will be, uh, background music, uh, that gets faded in during certain, um, parts that was not present in the session, or um, they will edit out the uh, more sort of crunchy elements of the game. And, and uh, you know, like if there's a if there's a two or three minute uh, digression where people are talking about a particular rule or someone's looking something up, that'll get cut out, uh, you know, so that it's just uh, focused strictly on maintaining the flow of the narrative, you know, or uh, the person will drop in uh, after the session, they'll they'll do a, a little recording afterwards, uh, where they'll drop in, uh, you know, like a what you know, lack of a better term, you might call a cutscene or some other you know background information that didn't come up during the session, but that's relevant and would help the listener kind of understand what's going on. Um, you know, I'm sort of on the fence about that. On the one hand. Uh, as should be obvious from what I said earlier, I value the actual play recording format as a way of, um, you know, getting an idea of how other people game. And once you start editing it, you know, you're not presenting that, you know, sort of true vision uh, anymore. Uh, on the other hand, you know, if you if you want to view actual play recordings as uh, simply RPG theater, uh, which is you know, I, I think a legitimate way of going about it, and then, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, uh, streamlining it and cleaning it up a little bit. Um, and um, for me, it's mostly like with my own actual plays, it's mostly just a case of not having the time. Uh, I just have too much else going on to, you know, go back through a two and a half or three hour session and diligently edit out, uh, you know, the... Um, the slow parts or the uninteresting parts and add in, you know, other elements that would, you know, help to elucidate the story. Uh, you know, but if I did have the time, I, I'd probably, um, give it a shot, you know, just to see how it came out. Uh, but it's interesting to me because this is obviously a new element of the hobby, as I said earlier. And so we're still seeing it kind of evolve. So it'll be interesting to see where actual plays stand in the next five or 10 years. Uh, maybe we'll we'll actually get actual plays that start to you know come across like radio dramas. I could see uh, you know groups being sort of dedicated actual play groups where you know they they are you know performing as much for the mic as they are for um, for their own enjoyment and you know maybe actually have like foley effects on hand and <laughs> stuff like that. So we'll see. But uh, in the meantime, if you haven't checked out actual plays uh, and you have uh, an inkling to, I would strongly encourage you to do so. Um, there's just a lot you can get out of it. And uh, to that end, I'm going to post 
a short clip from one of the more recent uh, actual play episodes that were featured on my own podcast, uh, just to give you kind of an idea of what an actual play sounds like. Um, you know, because even if you like the idea, you might not like the format. Uh, you might not like, you know, sort of being a, a silent observer of a game. But uh, at any rate, I'm just going to append a short little um, excerpt from uh, one of the recent episodes from my uh, just started um, Great Pendragon campaign actual play that is uh, in progress. And you can uh, judge for yourself. So I hope you enjoy uh, what you have to hear, and we will be back on our regular schedule in two weeks, uh, continuing on with part two of our discussion of system and genre. And uh, so yeah, Kinrain finishes up his business. Staggering back into the hotel. Look at this! Or swaggering. Swaggering? Yeah. Yeah, swaggering. I can see better. Better. I'm starving. How about the rest of you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, so Merlin had the sword? Yes. Oh. Yes. They, it was a little, you know, yeah. pre planned theatricality yeah, on their part. Exactly. Um. And so, yeah, um, over the next day, the the delegation begins to pack up and make ready to head south again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Earl Roderick approaches the four of you, and he says, uh, he says, you are all uh, outstanding knights in my service. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Uther is bound for um, our lands again. But he has been uh, speaking of the centurion king of Malahout, uh, and how to bring him to heel would make this embassy even more successful than it already is. I'm thinking perhaps if you wish, you could ride on to the north and uh, meet with King Herout uh, to see if he is as amenable as Duke Corneus. Hmm. How far north are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> the Centurion King is headquartered in Iburicum. Hmm. Centurion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just on a fact-finding mission? We're just going to figure out what his angle is? And... I know, like... Basically, what you want to do is, um, yeah, just kind of head north and see, see how amenable he is to... Yeah. You know. Hmm. All right. Uther's Corvette's reign. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Just mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by the Centurion title. Uh-huh. Sure. I bet you would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So you ride on to the north. And yes, Burkham is located. Let's see. There you are in Lincoln, and you're riding from Malahout up mm-hmm. here in the Great Moors. We are from home. Yes, you are. It's a big adventure. Mm. Actually, is it possible to for Cormac to stick stick behind and look for the questing beast? Oh, wow! Thinking about the questing beast, it's, are we? It's got you. you. It's totally. Do you want to hear the story again? Yes, <laughs> yes I want to hear the story again. It's gotten better. Yeah, it's, it's gotten better. It's gotten better. <laughs> 
Yeah, he had swords growing out of his head, I tells you. Spoke to me. I wasn't even touching the ground. Have <laughs> you seen this material I picked up? <laughs> this printed material. <laughs> this printed material. Uh. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, so you'll be riding north on your own without benefit of a large escort, and so yeah. yes, oh, time. adventure time. Yes, yes. adventure time. Uh, but that does mean you have to consider riding through foreign lands. So, how do you want to proceed? Do you want to kind of ride out in the open and just kind of allow yourselves to be intercepted as you go along? Mm-hmm. Um, will you try and sneak through? Mm-hmm. Yes, and your squires. I mean, yeah. I kind of feel like if we're here to represent the king, mm-hmm. you know, and and gain mm-hmm. the people's love and trust for him, it'd probably be the more knightly thing to just be open about it and Agreed. not sneak. Agreed. That try and help out if we can. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. especially to try and just, you know, assure people of King Uther's Legitimacy? Yeah, legitimacy and his intentions. If we sneak, they may think that he himself is sneaking. Right. Mm. That's right. I'm talking lovingly for you, sir. (sighs) Damn it. Damn it. It's afterglow. Okay. So we're I am very in. just. I am very just. What do you believe in? You, what do you want? Yeah, that sounds great. So it sounds go out in the open. Because yeah. the other the other option of the two options would be to sneak. Uh, well, let's see here. You can ride openly. Or... You can be stealthy, uh-huh. which means you aren't exactly trying to sneak through, but you aren't exactly advertising your presence. You can be careful, um, which uh, you know is. If you happen to get caught, it's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you can just try and like blaze through and be reckless and just go all the way up to a Burgum, you know, Mm -hmm. like at a at a gallop, basically. Hmm. I sort of vote for careful. That means that we're not being sneaky. You travel quickly, skirting the heavily populated areas, but otherwise move along an established human road or path with no stopping to eat or hunt in the daytime. No, I definitely at the very least stealthy. I guess at the most. Right through areas where no one lives in the thin, brushy forest referred to as the waste that oh. grows everywhere between villages. I guess I thought in terms of degree, <laughs> stealthy was above careful. No, careful's above stealthy. Okay. I'd say not so careful then. Again, if we're representing the king. Hmm. What do you think? You break the tie. <laughs> or. Um. I'm a little prideful. Lord Roderick, or Earl Roderick has chosen I'm, us to... I'm pretty reckless, so I'm going to go blazing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not careful. <laughs> Take the biggest okay. roads and ride all out. You will most likely meet lo- local knights this way. Being reckless earns a reckless check for the player knight's leader. Ta-da! It <laughs> <laughs> just happened. All right. Come on, man! Okay, so since Wolfram's leading, he gets to check his reckless and make a horsemanship roll. Okay. Ooh! Can I make it? Success. Okay, so you travel 35 miles in approximately the right direction, and at some <laughs> point during that span, you are intercepted. Okay. Yeah, approximately in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're riding your horses at a, at a good steady trot. Um, the Roman road continues uh, north um, along the uh, edges of some moors mm-hmm. <clears throat> at... Uh, Let's Solid see. Road, Solid road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At uh, Winteringham, you uh, you cross a ferry over a wide river, and then continue on to the north, and somewhere near Pocklington, 
you hear the baying of dogs and the blasting of horns, indicating that you've been spotted. Ha, <laughs> they're after us. Pocklington! Mm. Okay. So, what would you like to do? Let's hold up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, let's see. A half a dozen knights are uh, closing in on you from mm-hmm. nearby a nearby uh, side road. Um, you all identify yourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, they bear the uh, coat of arms of the King of Malahout. Oh. And, uh... Some guy, North. What? Oh, okay. That's who we're going to see. Yes. Oh, Oh. good. (laughs) Who are we going to see? Uh-huh. Did, you, did you hold that up though when you huh? said who we were going to see? Because uh-huh. I don't remember ever no, seeing I that. Well, no, I didn't. How would I know that? <laughs> well, I'll show it to you. Yes. All right. Yes. And um, and uh, yeah, so they they basically uh, have you identify yourselves and then um, sort of come in around you and just escort you on to Aguricum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. They uh, they seem unfriendly, but not. Hostile That's fine. to your cause. No idea how much we got. <laughs> and um, and so you approach uh, the city. It's a it's a large city with Roman walls, situated at the uh, junction of two rivers. Oh, nice. The um, good for trade. The knight in charge of uh, of the intercepting party instructs you that you are to wait in the south castle in the old city uh, until. The king will see you. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your state is. Hmm? Sorry, I just had an aside. I remembered what your state is. Oh. Oh, good, yes. Gunner. Gunnet, yes. Got oh, it. Okay. Oh, it's right there. Look at that. I was proud of myself. Yeah, <laughs> All right. And so, um, so you're escorted through uh, Tower Gate and into the bailey of a uh, powerful castle. And um, hmm. and yeah, so you can wait for the king. Okay. Mhm. So um, there's some you know there's some veteran knights hanging about, casting you suspicious glances and muttering under their breath. Sure. Mhm. Are we odd looking to them or something? I don't know. They're just kind of muttering to each other. Mm-hmm. 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 Can you overhear anything with your intrigue? Oh, yeah. Uh, an awareness roll. Ah, oh, awareness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Oh, that's a really well. Oh, oh, I make it! Oh, sweet. Nice. No, yes. Fine, then. Very good. Go ahead and check your awareness. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just they're, um, they're sort of muttering about, like, what you're, what you're doing here when the, when the king is off uh, fighting the Saxons. And, yeah, uh, not here. and maybe they should, uh, Maybe they should practice some of their sword fighting on you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Maybe. I think we may have some Maybe. trouble. Maybe. That's all right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he said I hate what? the sex. They said what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, make a uh, make a opposed prudent reckless roll there. Okay. Ooh. Mr. Notably Reckless. Notably Reckless. All right. Um. So... Oh God! I crit my reckless. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a well, little reckless too. Should I work out? Yeah. If you want. 12. 
Wolfram had to roll because it's at a 16. Oh, I see. I crit mine, actually. Oh, are my you God, serious? We are on. Yeah, I <laughs> made it. Virgil makes it. I crit my record. Would you care to try? Come on, you're in it. We're uh, going. Am I with you guys? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought I was staying behind for the beast. Oh, no, no, no. no. That was your dream. Uh, we woke you up. Oh, man. Pop <laughs> that bubble. I was, I, was, I was plotting. Oh, you've been plotting the whole time. Uh-huh. Yes, I got. You crit I crit it as well. <laughs> oh my god! This is All so right. real. Unbelievable. Wow. This is unbelievable, like but it beast. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't ignore a direct order from the Earl. So you know, but here you are. So, um, okay, so you guys basically like, you know, hey, you want to fight? Let's fucking fight. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so a, uh, a fight breaks no out. No sooner are the words out of my mouth than all the swear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm totally impassioning. What? Yeah, all right. Like, yeah, this is, oh. this is like yeah. Shakespeare shit right here. Yeah, it all, is. Totally all is. All sorts come out. All I right. crit my fealty. Wow. wow. Yeah. So when you crit a passion, it automatically goes up by one, and you check it. Cool. Oh, my God. And you get a plus 20 to your skill. Wow. Does anyone else want to impassion? And that means I that I, um, I increase my whatever I roll by. Well, what's your what's your skill normally? Okay, maybe. Sword. Sword. 15. So it would be a 35, which means that um, you can't fail, and you're going to add the excess of 20 to your dice roll, which would be 15. Okay, so whatever my dice roll is, I add 15 to mm-hmm. that. Okay, going that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And how did everyone else do? Yep. I got it. We all got it. it. All right, yeah. so check your Here's relevant safe. passions. You get plus 10. Ooh. All right, so swords are out. Their yep. swords come out. Yep. How about you? All, all right. right. So we'll just go... Counterclockwise here. Sorry, Wolfram. Yeah, sorry, Wolfram. Wolfram's just in there all of a sudden. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) just diving in there. Oh, uh, so make your skill roll. All right, yeah, my sword roll would be okay. Oh my gosh, I rolled a four out of twenty-three. Okay, so that's modified to a seven, and I rolled a fumble. So you just. You're just charging this guy and he just drops his sword. He's like, ah! so just roll your normal damage. Well, I'm not gonna hit him if he's dropped his sword. Well, it's as your sword swinging. All right. So. All right. Not that bad. Not that bad. Oh, what's your damage? Uh, isn't it doubled when it's when only it's... when you crit? Oh, okay. So does it mean that not? No, it's only crit for the actual sword. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's like, wait a minute. It's probably gonna be the same number anyway. <laughs> 13. 13, excellent. All right, so let's see here. He gets no shield bonus. International so. incident, courtesy of Wolfram. Basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom! Just happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we started a brawl. Yeah. yeah. A nightly brawl. A nightly brawl. All right, so yeah, you, you, you whap him good. All right, so Virgil, you're up next. Okay. Come on, Virgil. Yeah. Woo, Virgil. Oh. I make it! Yay. Okay, what'd you roll? Oops. 11. 11? Okay, yeah. I got a 2, so you beat his. Yay! So roll your damage. Okay, so that's... Uh, 13! Very good. Okay. Alright, so he blocks that with his shield. Oh. Okay. But, you know, he's still got a yeah. blow in on him, so not bad. Whack! Uh-huh. Okay, Kinry. So I get to add a 15 to my roll? You're going to add 15 oh to your roll. God, I, got I got a 14 plus 15, so 29. So that's a crit, so yes. roll double damage. Wait, wait, wait for it, wait for it. I forgot to add 10 to mine, but it doesn't matter. I still need it. Yeah. yeah. Oops. 
four, five. Oh god. <laughs> oh goodness. Wow. <gasps> okay, oh shit. I see some wow. six now. Oh. Eighteen, twenty-four. Oh my god. <laughs> Twenty, no, 30. Yeah, 30. Oh, shit. 40. Oh, my God. Five. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 40. 50? 50? <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So, yeah, you, uh, you <laughs> basically. You, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. No, you, uh, you just completely chopped the guy's sword arm off right at the shoulder. Wow. <laughs> oh. uh, That'll teach him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Falls over, quickly bleeding out. That's it. <laughs> And Cormac. Uh, oh All right. my god. <laughs> Get right. I credit. So, you credit it? Well, okay, maybe not. Because right. uh, I got the passion, so it's plus 10 to sword. Right, so your sword's modified to a... It would be. It was a 10, 20. so it should be a 20. 20. So a 20 would have been crit. And I rolled a 10. Right, okay. okay. So it right. normally would have been a crit. That's one of the great things about the system is it rocks you crit sometimes. I see. So it's a normal uh, success. Let okay. me roll his. That's I right. rolled a 1, so you beat him. So go ahead and roll your normal damage. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Okay, so you, uh, <laughs> you, you, you buffet your guy. Meanwhile, Kinrain's guy is, is oh my God. screaming in a dying yeah. in a pool of his own blood. <laughs> so, so the uh, the steward of the castle uh, comes running in and, and is like, "What is the meaning of this? What is madness?" Well, sir, you see, sir. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, he's lucky we don't stab him. Yeah, what do you want to do? Do you want to yield to his his uh, admonitions or you want to keep fighting? Stabby. No, I don't know. I believe in being just. So I wouldn't just stab just anyone. These guys challenged us. That's true. That's true, they did threaten us. That's true, yeah. The steward, however, coming in, representative of the king. So, no, you don't want to do that? No, I don't. All right. I'll yield. I'll yield. You yeah. cut a man's arm off. Your, your, your bloodlust is scary. Satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very just. Well, that escalated okay. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Georgie over here. So sorry. He's killed the best man. Oh, sorry. All right, so. <laughs> um, it's our kingdom now. Actually, for Wolfram, give me a prudent roll there. Okay. Mm. Ah. I fail that. And give me a reckless roll. Mm. I passed that. Okay, so um, so Wolfram's gonna have to be restrained. Yep. <laughs> I'll restrain him. I'll restrain him. <laughs> All right, hold him back. All right. All right. So uh, so the steward uh, looks at the dead guard, looks at you all, and <laughs> and is just outraged and and, uh, and and you know more guards are pouring in. So and so he says, send these men to the dungeons. <laughs> So. <laughs> well, you're you're there to await the king's justice, basically. Okay. Oh god. Well, he wasn't like his nephew or something. <laughs> oh, right. It was his heir. Oh, it was well. his heir. Yeah, exactly. And we got to kill him now. It was his right hand man. No. No. no! no! All right. So. Not anymore. Oh, that's the <laughs> so yeah, you're all disarmed, uh, led off to a you know narrow windowless cell, jailbreak, where you are tossed in, and uh, bolts are thrown. Well, shit. At least I'll take it seriously, right? Jailbreak. Yes, go on. 
<laughs> At least he'll take it seriously. Yeah, wow. that's right. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Did anyone celebrate our pussies? No, we are not. All right. When we want to be, right, Right. Go on now. You have been listening to an excerpt of the Great Pendragon Campaign actual play by the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, head on over to esoteric-rp.blogspot.com for the full feed of our actual play recordings. There are many other actual play groups and sites out there on the web, and I will be posting links to all of them, or at least the ones that I'm aware of, in the show notes. Take care. <laughs>